No, I have notes here. Oh, okay. Because I, I was scared for a moment. No, I have notes, but I realized last time when I started editing that you could hear me like flipping through my notebook. Oh. And I was like, okay, I need to go digital. <laughs> <laughs> so I do have notes, but they're just on here. Okay. Um, hello and welcome to Doctor Who, a doctor... No. <laughs> <laughs> a doing the woo podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when you've had too much wine, and by too much, I mean one zip. Um, <laughs> zip? Zip. <laughs> do you want to do the reverse? So you do the... And I do that adding voices and you do the hello. The adding voice. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm so nervous. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Doing the Woo, a Doctor Who podcast where we talk about Doctor, Doctor Who. Who, the prime jewel of Camp TV. I'm Irma. And I'm Daphne. And we're the doers. Did I do that right? You, you're a doer, so you can only ever do it right. Well, did I do the intro right? Yeah. I think mm. we don't have to be like super okay, strict. Good. I did, it, script. I you, did it you from memory. You improvised. No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't? Okay. <laughs> I tried to say what I what you say. Well, let's just leave it at that. Okay. No. <laughs> no, you did, no, you did fine. She will berate me for it afterwards, after we stop recording. <laughs> like, you fucking you idiot. You We're ruined, doing that again. You ruined no. the whole episode from the very beginning <laughs> with your stupid fucking intro. I want to say hi. Um, I you know I I sent you the statistics for who's been listening. Yeah. Uh, and at this point we have someone from Italy and someone from Portugal and I think someone from the U.S. Oh my god. We're like hi. three people from the U.S. <laughs> at least who listened to the first episode. If you're still around, hello. We appreciate you being here. Yeah. <laughs> hello. I'm addressing you specifically, even though you probably don't know who we are. Um. So this episode. Uh, we are, it's a little special one, I think, because uh, it's a two-parter and we it's just... It's a first two-parter. Exactly. And we decided to just kind of mash that together because we yeah. don't have that much to say about each episode individually, right? Yeah, they're very much just a long episode split into two parts. Mm-hmm. Like, there are some two-parters later on where the episodes are much more distinct they do still sort of connect the story connects with each other yeah but this one is just like it just continues um yeah they just leave it on a cliffhanger so i mean maybe when we do like um the girl who died and the woman who lived yeah that will maybe be two episodes even though they're it's technically a two-parter yeah it's interesting what they've done with the two-parter because that obviously comes from the um, serials from Mm -hmm. classic who and, you know, back then, a serial, an episode was... Like, for, for example, the Keys of Marinus from season one that I recently saw. Um, in that one, you know, they, there's five keys. Oh, no, four keys that they have to find. And so each episode, they find a new key. And like, or, you know, and then there's obviously a cliffhanger for every episode. But is that the one where they treat, start treating Barbara like a goddess? Yes. Hi, Daphne here in the edit. I hate myself. It's absolutely not the Keys of Marinus, though there is like a scene at the beginning of part two where Barbara is like, they think she's in danger, but she's treated like a goddess. So that's what I thought she was talking about. It is, of course, the Aztecs that Irma's talking about. (laughs) So sorry. I hate myself. Come on. Okay, because I remember that's probably actually 
where I stopped. Because last time I told you I stopped around the Marco Polo episodes. Oh. But I do remember Barbara being like, okay, I guess I'm a queen now. And that she just rolls with it. It's great. That's weird that you... I thought they were quite good. I liked them. Um, yeah, I, I have no idea why I stopped. But mm. I was like 14 at the time. It's not like, yeah, they're so slow. I had, I had a lot going on. It's yeah, like... Just, I just stopped watching, I mean, just I thinking about like an episode like that, like the first whole first episode would just be 10 minutes oh nowadays. my god yeah yeah i remember you watching it this summer right and you had it on in the background and it was just like complete silence and then there was a caveman going but how he can make fire <laughs> like, silence for another 10 minutes <laughs> it's like because it's like yeah with with that serial it's just like one episode they're like um they're they land and then something's happened and the doctor gets kidnapped. That would be the first episode. But that would be, no, sorry, that would be like the first ten minutes mm-hmm. nowadays. And then and then you know later on it's like oh they get put in a cave and get locked up. Well, not locked up because there aren't you know locks at the time, but you know in prison. In prison, thank you. And and then you know later on they're like oh they're in they try to get out and they go through a forest and then they get attacked by an animal. Like, and that's like one episode. Yeah. But either way, um, I this is our first two-parter. I tend to really dislike two-parters. I usually think it's like the most boring story mm. that they, for some reason, choose to uh, spend two episodes on. Yeah, it's usually, it's usually not the best episode that they do that with. And this one is Aliens of London and World War Three. Uh, and I will say I significantly preferred Aliens of London. I really liked that episode. Well, really liked. Well, I quite enjoyed it. And then World War Three was just kind of really boring. <laughs> I thought they were. I liked the beginning of. The yeah, the beginning because it's. I I'm not a huge fan. Of the plot with the Slivine. Again, it's kind of the capitalism. And, and the yeah. Slivine! <laughs> I saw your eyes like light up wanting to say that. <laughs> I just love how she says it. Slivine. It's the thing! The Slivine! <laughs> I love her. But... Yeah, they're not very interesting. <laughs> no, I like the story better. Like, the way it's kind of um, lit up. Or set up in the beginning with um, how Nine thinks it is. Like, he thinks it's just, you know... First contact. First contact. Which that, it is. And I think that maybe would be more... Int- yeah, it is. But it also would have been more interesting, maybe, I think, for me at least, if, you know, you have these aliens having to make contact with Earth and to see how humanity would react with that instead of, you know, aliens farting. <laughs> yeah. The farting thing... It's a little much. I think it's a little bit too camp, actually, because it's there's so much of it. I think it would be funnier if it's just like once, if it's just the do you mind not farting once. That would be really more. funny. Yeah, but then you kind of have to establish the farting as a thing in order to have that joke. You can have it twice. As a treat, you can have two farts. As and a that's treat. enough. <laughs> exactly. No, but. Okay, so it starts with um, Rose coming back to Earth, and I 
last time I said that I was I got really excited from watching like the preview for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but and I still mean that. Like I just got really excited about seeing Jackie and Mickey and about hanging out in their shitty little apartment <laughs> this horrible apartment complex and because I that's a part of season one that I really like mm. is like the parts on earth and because I like Jackie and I like her relationship with nine for how much she just hates him because <laughs> Probably because he neglected her and he, or he refused her. He didn't want oh, to maybe, sleep with her. Maybe so. Well, yeah. Yeah, and, and also, also running she, off with this, her kid. Yeah. yeah, because he kidnapped her daughter in her mind. Yeah. Um, Should we get in? I feel like I really want to tackle that first, just chronologically speaking. Because I, I, I really like... I, I Like you, I like the opening of them just hanging out and then coming back. And then it's been a year... And so much has happened and that answered the question that we've been asking for a couple of episodes yeah that we've been asking for the last couple of episodes um and rose didn't tell jackie that she was fine and jackie thought she was dead or yeah, she no. was murdered and the phone call that she made probably ended up in jackie's timeline before rose yeah. disappeared so yeah jackie's jackie hasn't heard from rose since mm the events of episode one yeah uh which is <laughs> really hard really horrible for a mother to go through and i think that poor jackie yeah it's, but it's arguably worse for mickey who's oh my god i forgot i had completely forgotten about that and also because like she doesn't even go to him and tell him that she's back it takes yeah she forgets about him yeah, and like for Rose, that makes sense because she's only been gone for like two days. Yeah. And yeah, so obviously she doesn't think like, oh, I have to go and see Mickey because it's been so long. But yeah, they completely forget about him. <laughs> it's really horrible. But it's I, I think the worst part, obviously, for him is that he gets um, indicated in the supposed murder of rose yeah because everyone thinks jackie accuses him but obviously they always go for the boyfriend and again this leads into i just feel oh um it ends up good for him at the end of the second episode but still it was just not because i forgot that was gonna happen it just made me feel like really horrible the way it's just like kind of brushed over the fact that he like the police were really hard on him and they thought he was a murderer who murdered his girlfriend and it's obviously yeah of course the black boyfriend does that and again it's it's just like again i think without getting too much into it i think it's the same thing as like earlier where it's not like he was russell was specific i didn't russell didn't think what he was doing probably and he was just like he didn't understand as a white man probably the indication of just it's it's heavier with mickey i think yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, but it's still, like, obviously that would happen. Yeah. It's realistic, I think. Mm. But it's really horrible that he get, had to go through that. Uh, but again, it's like uh, these sort of situations where, like, no one is really at fault. Because, I mean, I mean, he confronts Nine about it. 
and you know is really upset with him uh and nine gets upset back and is like starts he's so rude to him he's horrible to him and for what reason I yeah guess he's, I, he's rude to jackie too and he's like oh like come on i know i know but in in that particular scene like it makes sense that he gets defensive because he didn't mean to keep rose for a year like and from his perspective he didn't do that mm. so when everyone starts screaming at him that like he kidnapped her and they've been gone for so long and they've been so worried he's like well i've only been gone for two days and i didn't mean to do any of this so obviously he should have been more careful and maybe looked a little bit closer to where he went in the timeline <laughs> But yeah, and the thing is, like, it's technically not his fault. And the stupid thing is, like, obviously the that hasn't been incorporated in. Um, I don't know if that happens in classic who, but it hasn't been incorporated yet in this new era. That the TARDIS kind of doesn't always work. Yeah, um, that was the thing I know in season one, like nineteen sixty three season one. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean. He can still, like, even if he, the TARDIS takes him to the wrong place, he could, you know, with greater care, look at the time and state, time and place yeah. stamp uh, and just kind of make sure that he's dropping her off at the right place. Yeah, time. it was a stupid mistake and I understand why he gets sort of upset mm. for being, for everyone being so angry with him. But I also understand why they are angry with him. Which yeah. is why I think like it's a situation where everyone is just upset but no one's really to blame. Mm. But uh, an interesting thing is this is actually an episode that takes place in the future. Not our future, but the future of the viewers who were watching this at the time. Yeah, this is 2006. I know. Yeah. Isn't that kind of weird? That when you were watching this in 2005, you were like, oh, this is, this takes place a year in the future. Do you know what makes it even weirder? That in 2006, Rose is off traveling with Tim. Yeah. Because, yeah, because they go back to Earth quite a lot, I think, in yeah. season two. And she's with, 2005 is season one. Except for this episode. And then yeah, but season six. All of it is, no, but like, after this, when they go back to Earth, it's not like they go back to before the events of these episodes. So every, the rest of the season is in 2006. It has to be, right? Because like other... Oh, yeah! Yeah, because then the next time that they go back, it's oh. not like none of this stuff ha- has happened. Yeah. So... But I... But it's... Set in the future. But it's so weird because it's like squarely 2007 when he meets Martha. I know. Oh, really? But it, fucking, like, yeah, again, but it, the doctor there's time, time travel, whatever. But it, like, <laughs> Clara's 24 in 2013, but she was born in 1986. So it should be 2010 really? in Bells of St. John. Like, it's just... Well, not, anyway. But, and it could be, but it's very, very... Just looking at Clara's high-low dress, it's very specifically thirteen. <laughs> Before we go on, um, we just had a natural flow there, but I have to do the news segment, because I've been... Going crazy about this. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Not the news that's in the TV show, but news regarding that has happened within the Doctor Who world mm-hmm. since uh, last time we spoke. Tell me. So, the big one, 
The big one is there's a rumor. Oh, I've heard this. Oh, you've heard? No, you've heard it. Okay. Well, tell me anyway. The, and I'll be shocked. This is going to be up like so late that if anyone's listening to this, they're just going to be like, yeah, that's old news. Um, but the big, the big news, the big rumor is that David Tennant is going to be the 14th Doctor. <laughs> I, I don't think so. No, I have, I have, like, it, it makes me upset. It makes me angry when I hear that and I want to scream. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, I'm like, that's never going to happen. So then I just revert to being completely calm about it. Yeah, I, it's <laughs> never, like... I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, and I, I, it's going to sound like I'm arguing against it now, <laughs> but I'm not. But just like, would Russell do that? He's, no, but he also could definitely yeah. because he's so favoring of, David yeah and it's always like a like you always know if there's going to be an old doctor that's in the show it's always going to be David because yeah. David's going to be in it and yeah, like, he's interested I, and Russell wants him I he's so popular I definitely think that um David is going to come back in some way but I think he will come back as the 10th doctor not as 14 <laughs> no. 14 has to be his own no that's so like even if they were to explain it like they've explained Peter Capaldi like, oh, he chooses a face because from people that he's met and that have, but also have influenced the... him. Like, okay, sure. But you would always know that, like, no, the real reason is that yeah. they want viewers. And also, <laughs> like, the thing is, like, no one would want that because people who like the 10th Doctor and they yeah. like David Tennant, they want to see David Tennant as the 10th Doctor. And the 14th Doctor can't just be David Tennant again. They can't just be the same Doctor. Yeah, no, he has to be a new Doctor. Yeah. So it would be a completely different performance. And then it's just like a moot point. Like, why is he here? Except for this clickbait, basically. And then everything about, like, oh, 14 has to be a woman or has to be a person of colour. Thrown completely out the window. Except if he's if it's <laughs> David Tennant. Then it's okay. to be that or David Tennant. Well, um, Scotsman. Maybe the, he, he just says 14, but he has a Scottish accent this time. Yeah, I've actually read people who thought <laughs> that. And then they were going to give him red hair. Is he going to be ginger this time? No, I would kill myself. Alright. <laughs> the thing is, like, it would be bad, but it also would be, like, still better than what is happening with Doctor Who right now. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. Because I'd still be like, I hate this, but it's watchable. Like, I can actually watch this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, regarding that, there, um, there's also another rumor about some guy. This came out like two days ago. So I don't know. I don't understand where this is from. No one, like, no one's actually stating what, uh, like, what TV series this is from. Oh. But apparently, there's a guy who plays a man who is pregnant in. Uh, a Chibnall episode. Yeah, I know. And oh, I know. <laughs> and appa- I know about the Ampreg episode. <laughs> and apparently, he's in some TV show, and he like, I just have screenshots, and someone's like, you know, he has a line, and then he walks out of the shot, and then they kind of zoom down to a desk where there's a mini TARDIS, and it's like completely doesn't add anything to the scene and everyone's thinking that this is a hint that he's the next doctor <laughs> so terrible i and i hate it the, the 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 tweet says pregnant man walks past a mini tardis is this a hint 14th doctor leaked also that that's not leak that's not leak that's a 
yeah, there's no, a teaser. That's a that's very deliberate in that case. Mm. Which why would they do that? Because the doctor is always like a huge secret. So. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. And they always do like a big reveal thing. Yeah. Or in in case you're Matt Smith, they don't do it because <laughs> okay. they didn't do that with him at all. I feel so bad for Matt. They just really? had like a yeah. They had like a forty minute. Doctor Who confidential episode that was just about how great Tennant was and at the end they just had clips of Matt doing an interview. Matt, he had some big shoes to fill. And he filled them by I, million. I know. I just, I can't wait to get to that episode and where we just like, it's fun, it's just we what an amazing joy. streak of like, because there's of Doctors, I mean obviously um both 10 and 11 are bookended by my favorite doctors 9 and 12 yeah um or both of ours probably but um it's fascinating how um because there's the big doctors that are kind of like staples for the show that have made the most impact and that obviously being the first doctor Mm -hmm. the fourth doctor the 10th doctor and the 11th like how he came Mm -hmm. immediately after it's not like yeah, it's, it's yeah, really so, incredible, really. Yeah. But Isn't it? Yeah. Let's talk about that when we get to yeah. the 11th hour. I just think that's interesting. Another news, it's not even news, I just thought it was funny. It's mm-hmm. a tweet from some guy, he's named John the White. Alright. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know if I like him that much, but I just thought it was really funny. Uh, so, his tweet says, and then he has photos, I'm going to describe them for you. Um, his tweet says, classic hashtag Doctor Who fans know how to react to the release of hashtag Doctor Who Flux on Blu-ray. Like all the rest of Chibnall's content, it's never making it onto my shelf. Hashtag good riddance. And then there's a photo of the DVD disc, like the whole package and everything of Doctor Who Flux. With five bullet holes in <gasps> What? Yeah, so he shot the DVD. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> like I've never seen a, that. And then there's a picture next to it with the the fifth doctor <laughs> holding a gun and pointing it at the ground. So it looks like he shot the DVD disc. Oh my god, <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I I now understand what you mean with I don't know if I like this guy because. But also, that's I like how batshit crazy he is, because, like, it's... Yes. Not, yeah, like, burning your DVD or, like, smashing it or stomping on it. That's kind of normal. He went crazy. He <laughs> shot at it five times. God. Also, like, where did he put it? Was he in, like, the forest or something, shooting at it? Because he can't just have put it on the ground and shot at it oh. in his apartment, because there would be a five holes in the floor. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, I don't own a gun. I have no idea. But yeah, because you never know about people who dislike Chibnall mm-hmm. and those seasons if they do it for like actual valid reasons, which there are plenty of valid reasons, or because they're just misogynists. Yep. And yeah. And we're the la- we're the latter kind. <laughs> we just hate women. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, let's get back to the episode. Yeah. That's... Did you have anything else? No, that's all my news um, for this episode. Okay. Well, so we have the the moments in Jackie's apartment that we really like. That was and such a good scene also, like, seeing her, the show, act, like, I feel like you're not supposed to laugh at her or find her annoying. The way yeah. this show kind of angles it right now, like, Mickey's annoying, like, oh, shut up, Mickey. Whereas Jackie's, you kind of, 
like doctor respects her and her anger and I love how she's her doctor I stitched this and she you know slaps him and, beautiful oh uh, and then there's the 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 police officer yes. who says that he's he get he guesses that he's forty to forty five. I don't think he looks that old. What? Yeah, he does. Really? Is there that big of an age difference between Chris and? I mean, I have no idea how old Chris was, but I just think I mean he could be in his late thirties maybe. Yeah. But forty isn't that old. But imagine for for her to have like a 40, 45 year old man. For her, she thinks it's a 45-year-old man before she finds out he's an alien. Yeah. And a 19-year-old. That's a real oosh. That's well, real. Yeah. It's I a lot better that he's a 900-year-old alien. That's a lot better, yeah. But, yeah. It, it is better, though, because it's like, age doesn't even matter at that point. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, I, the whole thing with the doctor's age, it's like, I can't... Stop. Stop. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I can't, like get into it and like oh is it problematic no no it just stops mattering at some point and also he's not predatory in any way because he's the least sexual man you've ever met yeah except for well, him yeah some so, of them uh, and so the police officer also asks them if they're in a sexual relationship that at that point i was like this i this episode's in particular but like this can't be a kid's show yeah no it's no. it's always been like but I've, like what about Episode two, where she asks if Rose is his prostitute. Again, yeah, I, I just feel like that. My mum would not let me see that, and I, as a kid, I would be so uncomfortable. Yeah, no. Even if it's just one line, and maybe goes over kids' heads or whatever. But I it's... mean, I will say that I really like all the moments where someone insinuates that Nine and Rose are fucking. There, there's a lot of them. I know. Because Mickey calls him her boyfriend. Um, oh, it's great. Uh, what does he say? Oh, some boyfriend he turned out to be. And then he says something about he's dumb to you. And then she says, he's not my boyfriend. He's better than that. He's much more important than that. And yeah. obviously that's, to me, another parallel between Clara and her. Yeah. Because, again, that whole relationship where she... Yeah, when she's, she's like, in the graveyard. My... Yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not his associate. I'm Mr. Sterling's right-hand arm. Man. I'm his best friend. Right now, his, his best, best friend, friend anywhere in the universe. Have you got some sort of cyber internet and in there? Because really, everything. he is the closest person to me in this whole world. He is the man I will always forgive, always trust the one man his I silly would rabbit. ever lie to. His what? His silly rabbit. His silly rabbit? Yes. Is that what he calls you? No. No, but he's the man, he's the one man I always trust, always forgive. He's the one man I'll never ever lie to. He's the closest person to me in this whole world. Um, yeah, but then, you know, she can't say, you know, no, it's not like that. I'm not interested in him like mm -hmm. that. I don't love him that way. Yeah. Well, la, la, whatever. But it's interesting how these relationships kind of... Yeah, and they kind mirror of... Mirror each other a little bit. They mirror each other and they sort of go in different directions, right? Mm -hmm. Because with Rose, it starts off as this denial thing with the nine because he's so much older than her and, you know everything and then he regenerates into 10 and it becomes much more explicit whereas but at the same time they still don't address it well yeah but yeah but it's yeah it's a little more it's a little bit more on the nose well and with clara and the doctor it starts off much more flirty and romantic with her in 11 yeah and then it goes into 
um, ambiguous territory with 12. So yeah. They're kind of reverse. Yeah, because it's not like... Um, what do you think? Like, I don't want to say... I think it's it's interesting, like, what they're trying... I personally think that Moffat did it to greater depth and greater detail with um, 12 and Clara. But, like, with this episode specifically, they really get into, like, what is this relationship? Like, because they they say, no, it's not a sexual relationship. And then she's like, he's not my boyfriend, that kind of thing. But at the same time, like... There's no one's out here saying like nine and Rose aren't romantic because they do get a kiss at the end, and you know and you know yeah. like it's so what what do you think what do you, what do you think is going on inside their heads like why do they I... rationalize it like that <laughs> what is their except for the age thing what do you think is their like big hindrance I so mean to speak? um one thing that I thought a lot about this episode is the fact that they've only known each other for like three days yeah. Which is insane. And they keep talking about, you know, how they're so important and I could save the world but lose you. Um, blah, blah, blah. Like, they're very devoted to each other after having spent so little time together. Yeah. Which is, I mean, obviously they've had a, a connection, but they really haven't known each other for very long. So it's a little... Yeah, it, it um, it's all happened very quickly between them. So I think it's reasonable that they're not, like, jumping each other's bones immediately. No, but at the same time, they're they're also, like, I forgot, forgot about that, but um, um, two episodes ago, they specifically said they were on a date. Did they? Yeah, because... Um, she says she wants chips and he says he doesn't have money. And she's oh, like, yeah. what sort of date are you? Yeah. Well, it's a joke, but it's sort of, yeah, a flirty joke. Yeah, I think this, it's like, they. it's like when you don't it's say, like, you, okay. you're like, hey, do you want to grab a drink? But you don't actually say that you're, hey, do you want to go on a date with me? Like but right now when we're having wine together. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's understated that they are on a date, kind of. At, or at least it becomes a date at that point because she accepts him. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like, it's just a flirty relationship. They're very interested in each other. They get along very well. And they immediately feel this deep bond starting to form. Yeah. And care a lot about yeah, each other. Yeah, they're very close. Yeah. They're very dependent on each other. And I just think it's like we're watching it happening so mm. they're not quite there yet but yeah they're just very very into each other i mm -hmm. don't yeah but I, I, i'm still shocked about the whole like is this a sexual relationship like it's just so this is really not a kid's show like it or it's not, it's not yeah. even like kid friendly at that point but it's still like made for kids to be able to watch like why would you have a line like that i mean I kind of disagree. I feel okay. like I saw that kind of thing when I was a kid. But, like, eh. yeah, it's a family show in mm. which, you know, you don't have, like, explicit sex scenes on screen. But you can still, like, sex can still be a thing that exists in your universe and that is referred to, even if it's not, like, uh, shown or mm. made to be, like, a main plot point. 
Because I think like the line from episode one where uh, Mick, no, <laughs> that Jackie comes on tonight, not Mickey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would have been great. Because that's something that as a kid you kind of just like you can trans like I'm just in my bathrobe and a strange man is here. As a kid, I would just kind of translate that to oh kissing. Or, you know, you just kind of round... Because you don't know what the act of sex even looks like. Really. I mean, okay, so... Depending on your I age. I feel like Doctor Who is more of a... F- it's a family show in England. Like, that's the only place where people are going to watch this with their families. I mean, I never watched Doctor Who with my family. No. So, I can't really relate to that. Um, so, like, for me, that has never been an issue. But also, I'm wondering... Um, what age do people watch this like is it when people say that it's a family show Mm. what age are they thinking is it like 11 year olds because at that point you know that sex is a thing that exists yeah but but also at that point you're kind of like gross yeah because that's when you start thinking it's weird and disgusting yeah well i i don't think it's that strange to have as a line no maybe not i just i I just realized also, like, this is a show that, like, when it was created, it was specifically made for kids. And it was specifically meant to be, um, to teach kids about history and science. But at the same time, in season one, in The Keys of Marinus, you have a scene where Barbara is about to get raped. Oh my god. Yeah, that's really? a, yeah that was controversial, but mm-hmm. that's the thing. Um, and at that point, season one this is a kid's show, like, it's specifically referred to as a kiddie show, but again, but also just, like, I mean, I guess I don't have that perspective because I wasn't a kid in the 1960s, but watching it now, it does not feel like a kid's show. It's very dark and very grim and very mysterious and very... Mm. not a kid's show. Regarding that, um, you sent me a text before when you were watching... Um, yeah. About again That's... another like explicit line. You're just like, what is happening when when she says you're so gay, the first slur in Doctor Who. Yeah, because this was a slur in two thousand five, or it was used as one. Mm. Um. Yeah. There's. It's the scene where they're sitting on the rooftop and talking, and nine like complains about getting slapped by Jackie. And Rose just goes, you're so gay. I was so shocked by this. And I think I... Yeah, because, like, I had forgotten that this was a thing that people said yeah. at this point. And, yeah, because, like, what does she mean by that? He's not... He's gay, according to us, but, like, <laughs> according to our first episode, <laughs> the title. Yeah. But, like, it's so... And an alien. And that he's an alien. But... Yeah, it was just, like, so weird to hear Rose say that, even though I obviously know that it was something you said. But, and also that um, that it would be on TV, that, like, regardless if it's a kid's show or not, that they would be like, yeah, we're going to write in this really homophobic thing in our show in BBC. Yeah, I wonder what Russell's, again, as a gay man, what his perspective would be on that. Like, does he yeah. write it in because he's like, oh, this is how people talk. Yeah, and like, oh, but it doesn't mean, like that person on Twitter, it's not, it's not homophobic, it's just something that you say, because it means bad. (laughs) People who are so, like, they truly don't understand why that's a... Offensive. Yeah, and they're like, well, it doesn't mean, it's not like anything 
uh, bad about it. It's just a word that means, uh, yeah, uh, it's a mess. It's very jarring. And I don't understand how we didn't catch that when we were watching it. I think we did, and I think we just like kind of. No, I don't remember it at all. Because I remember it vaguely, but. Oh, um... Well, it was um pretty jarring, <laughs> but. Especially because you hear it and you're like, did I hear that correctly? And then you look at the subtitles yes. and you did. Yeah, she did I, say that. I had to rewind, like, excuse me? Well. Oh, uh, uh, re- regarding gay, <laughs> I have Speaking to... Speaking of gays. This is, the f- this is kind of like a... I didn't catch this last time we rewatched. Oh my god, I think we're maybe thinking about the same thing. The alien. Yes! Yes! I didn't catch it the first time. I did, however, catch later on in this season, you know, with the butcher who he... Let's explain what we're talking about. One of the aliens, the Slovene, says... Something about a wife? No. Okay. He he talks about this body that he has stolen and he has to live this life that this person has. And he describes it like this. A wife, a mistress and a young farmer... Pause. God, I was busy. <laughs> Which I can only take to mean that, yeah, I was fucking three people. Yeah, because obviously <laughs> that's a wife, and then he's yeah. just a mistress. So obviously... And a young farmer. And then a young farmer means that that person is included. It doesn't mean like, oh, I had a farmer who was my neighbor, and I had to like help him out with... The pastures. Yeah, it's no. obviously I had an affair with like the body had an affair with it, and then I had to keep that up. Yeah, <laughs> a wife, a Our... mistress, a y- and a young farmer. God, I was busy. Alien fucked them. <laughs> yeah, so that's our first gay character. Woo! Yeah, and there's there's except for the guy who's who's he's gay and she's an alien. Oh yeah, but he's the in closet. Celebrity. But yeah, that's our first gay character. Yeah, we should make a list. We should make, but the, obviously that's a little. It's it's so strange. Like lines like that, you're just like, what is happening? And again, that happens in uh, later on in in this season where it's um, in Moffat's first episode with the what's it called the guy in the, the empty child empty child. There's the guy who um, sleeps with the butcher to get meat. <laughs> that is so funny. He gets meat, so he gets meat. It's yeah. You get I, it? Yes, I the do. butcher gives him meat, and then he gives him meat. I get it. That's I get it. The butcher gives him his meat twice over. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All kinds of meat. Oh, well, yeah. Again, oh, sorry. I just need to say. Um, Oh no, actually we had to get into the, we talked a little bit about subtitles, but we have to address this. <laughs> Two most important subtitles of all time. On BBC, on their website. On the BBC iPlayer, there's two of them. The first one is when they're Rose and Nine are talking on the roof and the alien spaceship comes. <laughs> yeah. The subtitle is PARP. <laughs> sounds at all yeah 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 look at that p-a-a-a-r-r-p parp i don't remember that and then, okay this is so weird and so niche 
But uh, Joe, do you know Joe Sugg? No. Do you know Suella? Yes. So oh, well, wait, Jane. Oh, but you know who she is. Kind of, yeah. She well, she is. A... She's the YouTuber who wrote the shitty book. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And she has a brother who also was a YouTuber. Okay. And in his videos, whenever someone farted, he always had the subtitle "parp." <laughs> Think about. Just... Oh my god! And that of course, case, the Slovene, the Slovene case... spaceship would make the sound of a fart. Yeah, it's really Arr. appropriate. It's super appropriate. <laughs> and then obviously the most iconic, iconic, iconic subtitle of all time. When Let's it, say it together. Yeah, when it crashes. Big, Big Ben, ben bongs. bongs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we thought that was so funny. It's still funny though because it just sounds like that's a name. <laughs> I know it sounds like it's a shop where you can buy bongs, and it's located just near, near Big Ben. Or like Big Ben. Or it sounds like like uh, J.K. Rowling creating a, a vaguely Asian character in Harry Potter. <laughs> you know, like Cho Chang. It's like oh Ben bongs. Yeah. And then he's quite stocky, so they got him Big Ben. That's so Big true. Ben bongs. <laughs> he gets his bongs at Big Ben bongs. bongs? <laughs> And he was there when the big band bombed. <laughs> it's also like, because it's like, it just, it, uh, like, obviously that's the sound it makes. It's bong, but it's, yeah. it's so funny. Big Ben bongs. I know. <laughs> the alliteration is immaculate. It's fantastic yeah. to quote certain <laughs> someone. Ooh. Uh, regarding funny names, uh, Jackie says that she she might go on a date with Billy Crute. Yes. I was, I was <laughs> Why do we have the same notes? I just had the note. Guess who Jack? <laughs> I just had the note. Guess who asked Jackie out? Billy Crute. Because <laughs> that's how she says it. Billy Crute. Billy Crute. I'm so glad your Jackie impression made her a comeback. Billy Crute. Yeah. <laughs> because it, that's the scene where they're like all gathered in this, in their living room. And I really like that scene. And where... there's like a random woman in the beginning, before everyone else comes yes. in, there's this random woman who's just sitting there yelling. <laughs> you broke your mother's heart. <laughs> <laughs> like, who is this? <laughs> it's so funny. I like. I like to imagine that it's not like, obviously it's a friend of Jackie's. I think they're just the neighbors. But I, I like to imagine that it's just a random woman who just appeared <laughs> out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really funny. Oh, and also when Nine leaves, there are some of the guests at Jackie's who like lean out of the window and are like, where are you going, handsome? Yes, I thought of that too. I'm so glad people are acknowledging that he's hot. Yes. I looked it up, by the way, he was 41. Okay, yeah. That's not so bad. No. Well. But it's... And she was 21. There's a 20 age difference. That's yeah. huge though, for two actors. It is. It kind of is. Yeah, well... I, we say as if we, like, didn't want Peter Capaldi and Jenna Coleman to fuck on screen. <laughs> and also, nine in row. Peter, if you're listening, not like, actually, it's not porn. Like, you know, fake... You know, like, fake Making love. Yeah, but also, like, not for real, like, no penetration. But if Peter okay. isn't listening, for real... <laughs> Release the sex tape. We know it's out there. <laughs> he's never gonna... He's never, ever gonna guest us here if we talk like this. 
I'm so sorry. I respect yeah, we, you, Peter, and your marriage. We cannot ruin our chances of getting Peter Capozzi on the show. I know. <laughs> I was thinking all day about like how if first of all we have to go to Glasgow and then we have to like stalk the streets to find Peter Capozzi or at least go yeah. <gasps> go see a play with him. He oh does God. play sometimes. Oh, and then we have to wait in line, amazing. and then at the end we have to. We get our photos and everything, and then we have to ask him, Peter, can you please say hello and welcome to Doing the Way with Dr. Ross? <laughs> We're the doers. I'm Daphne. I'm Irma. And I'm Peter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then we're just like, Peter, what did you think about, what did you think about the 11th hour? He's like, good. And we're like, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> we just have him in the introduction, and then he's just silent. He was like, oh, episode. Peter didn't want to say so much. He didn't, he actually didn't want the episode and he didn't have any yeah, notes. Yeah, no. But That's he's why. here. He's here. With us. In my apartment. Drinking mm-hmm. wine with us. Yeah. <laughs> he's laughing really hard at everything we say. That's yeah. funny. He's just like, he, he, he can't make a noise. <laughs> we gagged him. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, let's get on with the episode. So, an alien <laughs> spaceship crashes into... Big Ben and it bongs. <laughs> <laughs> and so we get our first like alien invasion. But it's not an invasion. But we get but our it, first alien villains. Yeah. There's so I have so many questions about this episode. Like every single <laughs> note ends in a pat in a question mark. Like so there's the guy who's like the main Slovene leader. He wears this he wears the skin of the chairman of the parliament, I can't speak. He wears the guy who has no eyebrows. Yeah, he mm-hmm. wears the skin of the chairman of the parliamentary commission on the monitoring of sugar standards in exported confectionery. And then they say, so he's not that important. But then they're like, okay, so you're prime minister now. Yeah, I don't, I didn't understand that either because they make a point of like how random these people are and how random. The, their positions are yeah and then he's in line to one of them is the basically a sh- chauffeur for like someone yeah it's really strange and then they get get to be in charge of everything yeah because i i thought it was i assumed i was like okay this doesn't really make any sense i think they mean that he's acting prime minister now because he's the only member of parliament who's in the building but obviously that's not true because harriet is there mm-hmm. and then later on when he gets all these people there like, so they could have just sent for other people. So why yeah. would they could have sent someone higher up than the fucking chairman of the parliamentary commission on the monitoring of sugar standards in the exported confectionery? <laughs> yeah, I know. And the easiest solution to this would be to just not make him the chairman of sugar. <laughs> That's it's it's just meant to be a joke, I think. Yeah, I know. Oh, well, I know, but doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, we meet Harry Jones. Mm-hmm. MP Mediopolis? No. <laughs> member of Parliament. But I did, I do remember, I thought she was a member of the Green Party, but she is a member of Flydale North. Okay. I, I sure. I think she's a Mediopolis. Mediopolis is a Swedish uh, party for the yeah, environment. Mediopolis. Yeah. And they're shortened MP, which is why I thought it was kind of funny that she was called that. <laughs> what if that? What if it had been SD? No, they're the they're the Nazis. Uh, yeah. The Nazi Nazi party. <laughs> God, just in case you didn't know, we have one. <laughs> we do. Yeah. 
So it's not a real, it's not, I just looked it up, it's not real. Her Flydale North isn't real, it's just, the only article that comes up is the <clears throat> Doctor Who wiki. Okay. <laughs> the, the thing is, wiki. I hate... I hate the Doctor Who wiki because I, I want to find out something about Doctor Who and I can't fucking read it because it's there's all these like nonsense like comics that don't make sense and have nothing to do with the canon. Yeah. And you have to like sort through all there's of that. There's just too much. Too right. Much. There's too much content that's being taken into account. But where we should have a one for just the TV show. Yeah, or at least you could have like a way of sectioning shit flip. Or at least you can have a way of like sectioning anything off so you can just like filter yeah. out. But it's funny, but it's at the same time, at the same time, this is also the wiki that has the article penis. A penis was, was a reproductive organ. It was also known colloquially as a cock. <laughs> and then... I love that that's relevant to Doctor Who. And, but, and then the thing, it's even, is it gets better because you, um, once you look, all these ads on it, it doesn't get better because there's lots of fucking ads everywhere. Hang on. And it's, they have this like, <laughs> when Irma yawns, she gets the biggest fucking mouth on the planet. Like it's so big, like a Slitheen could crawl in there. <laughs> A slickine. Slickine. What else? What is it that Jackie says now again? She's like the thing. The no, slicane. no, no. That when she's making the vinegar. Blend. Oh yeah, she's like, oh, pickled onion, <laughs> pickled eggs. <laughs> she's really excited about it. Okay, here it is. Oh god. Regarding what we were talking about, it says. We're for the whole family, not just kids. Doctor Who is a family program. It's not kids television. People of all ages watch it. That means some stories are for kids, but some aren't. We're looking at you, Torchwood. We have to do a, a review of the sex episode of Torchwood, by the way. Oh, is that not the first episode? It's the first, where like an alien... Yeah, I'm invades aware of, via sperm. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I'm aware. Uh, then it says, You should be aware that Doctor Who universe characters have had very had every kind of sex imaginable. I am very aware. And they regularly die violent deaths, sometimes while chewing tobacco, drinking whiskey, and or dropping some acid, man. <laughs> and I have so many questions. Like, who on Doctor Who was having anal sex? Who was doing acid? And then I wouldn't... Like, it doesn't say anywhere. I'm like... And I, I actually looked up anal sex on the <laughs> Doctor Who wiki and nothing came up. No, it's so... It's absolutely insane. And who was dropping acid? It's so funny. Okay, so... Okay, dropping acid. Okay. LSD. In one of those stupid fucking novelizations, the second Doctor synthesized what he felt was a less dangerous version of LSD and even injected someone with it in order to help solve the mystery of the color beast. All right. And then, oh my gosh, uh, someone at Coal Hill School sold LSD um, in the 90s, according to one of the, again, stupid books. 
every kind of sex imaginable. And then the sex article, what does it say? <laughs> sex, also known as shagging. <laughs> Hooking up and how's your father? What? What? UK, how are you doing? Um, was an action performed by two or more people. Foreplay was an activity that sometimes was a precursor to sex. And that's for like a big finish. What? Some individuals such as Ross Forrester decided in their youth that sex didn't offer anything that Marshall Ale did. What is going on? Can I just say the fact that there are sex scenes. It's not just like they sex jokes. <laughs> sex scenes in Torchwood. No, that's And then horrible. there's a man watching two people have sex and jerking off. I absolutely hate that. Do you imagine how shocked I was when I was 14 and I didn't know that was a thing and I was looking at Torchwood on Netflix and I'm like, okay, and then like 15 minutes in, two people are shagging in a bathroom. Time to get the haze coat. <laughs> Fuck, what is this? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty strange. Well, okay, back to the actual episode. Okay, so they find a pig in the spaceship. The pig is adorable. When it's running through the corridor in its little spacesuit, it looks really cute, and then it gets shot. That was a thing. I remember my, um, in my friend group, um, we were all watching Doctor Who, and they, um, were kind of all of us, most of us, and then there were like the three of us who were kind of a little bit more cool, and we cool. Tried, shut up, <laughs> <laughs> and we wanted to uh, make them. We want them to get it. Well, they wanted to get into Doctor Who because everyone else was watching it. And then they stopped at this episode because they came to school and they were like, what the fuck was that? There's a <laughs> pig running around. It was adorable. It's adorable. It, it's a sad mean? story too. It is pretty sad, although I didn't really understand it. But it's but a, that's, fine. that's a classic thing with like, oh, they used the, the pig as a decoy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they like... We wired the insides or something. Oh, yeah, just Very kind of made, yeah, connected it. So, it, yeah, it's a classic, like, Doctor Who thing um, where an alien gets killed by a human race because yeah. the human race immediately goes to attack and yeah. the alien is just trying to communicate or it's and scared. And the like, home. why did you do that? Yeah, yeah. and it's, it, it's a way of, like, characterising him as well. Mm. But, um, yeah, so they kill the pig. Um... What happens then? Harriet Harriet runs around. She's really like... (laughs) She's like Rose's companion for the episode, I think. She feels like that a little bit. Oh, I mean, kind of. Um, She's really... She does not understand the situation at all. She keeps trying to, like, um, get into, like, a meeting with the Prime Minister and bring some documents and talk about, like, hospitals or whatever and some idea that she has it's just like a spaceship has crashed in london and she's like but we had an appointment (laughs) yeah yeah they did give her a character she's not just like yeah definitely because they they usually do that with like people on like normal characters side characters people from earth they don't really do much with them yeah but she's like she's very distinct she's very distinct and specifically not just because of that she's written that way as well but also because of the performance (laughs) her 
her reactions to everything are so like outlandish. Oh dear listener, I really hope if you're watching along with us, I really hope you paid attention to her reaction when she's hiding in the closet or I don't know if it's a closet, but she's hiding in the room when she watches this Ladine like climb out of their human um suits. And the face that she makes. She makes so many it's hilarious. Like, she makes so many of those kinds of faces. Like when she's running, she's like, whoa. Yeah, but this particular one, and she makes it later again in, in the second episode, where she she her mouth drops open in shock, but she's like tucking her upper lip under her teeth. So it's like it just looks really well, funny. <laughs> so kind of like you when you're yawning. Yeah. Well, it's great. She she also says this really weird line when she gets to uh, Downing Street, when she says like, "No, she's not really important. I'm hardly one of the babes. I'm just on the back bench." <laughs> and I because think only the babes get into Parliament. But I think I think it's kind of like I think it's Russell. Maybe it's meant to be like uh, people who are hot. Women, hot women who are in parliament actually get to go in no matter where they're, like how high ranking they are, they get to go in and talk to the private. Yeah, I maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of a strange line. Why do you think Nine leaves Rose in episode one? Because he gives her the episode key. One? Oh, in episode. Yeah. In the first one. Yeah, because she gives, she gets a key from him, but. Then he leaves her and he lies about just going for a walk. Why do you think he doesn't want to take her with him? I don't know. Maybe because he kind of... Yeah, uh, because obviously she like suggests going in there with the TARDIS. Yeah. Uh, so he knows that she's on board, but it's kind of like he's sneaking off. Like he doesn't want anyone to know. But maybe he wants her to like... he. Maybe he knows that, oh, she needs to be with her family right now. I don't know. Yeah, I can, I think the closest I could get to an answer was maybe, like he said, this is something that happens. At that point, he thinks these are just aliens who have crash landed and this is the first, you know, contact with human race and aliens. And then he maybe wants her to be with her family and just... Be there in the moment and not be swept around with him and just actually take it in. Maybe I don't know. I I don't think it's that complicated. I think um, maybe he's an introvert. He's like I don't want to be with you guys. I think okay. First of all, he doesn't like hanging out with Jackie in her apartment. He hates it. So he just wants to sneak off. And I think the doctor kind of likes doing things on his own sometimes, even though not for too long. But like. There are times when he just he's just like, oh, I just want to check this thing out. Mm. And I want to go and do it on my own. Because, like, I know that Rose isn't going to be any help. And she probably won't think it's that exciting. This is why it would never work between us. <laughs> Me and the doctor. Because I hate people who are like that. Who are just like, oh, we don't have to be together all the time. At least, like me. <laughs> A little bit. Yeah, you're the doctor. No, because it, I'm that kind of person... I can understand. That's usually how the how the companion is like, but we're traveling together, or like we're here together. We're doing this together. We are always with each other. Why should we all of a sudden just like 
stop doing that and now you're doing your own thing and I'm staying here until you come pick me yeah, up. Yeah, okay, yeah, because I don't think he sees it like that at all. And, like, I understand that Rose would see it like that mm. and be like, why did you just leave me? Mm. And that he would think, well, what what interest is it of yours to, like, see this boring spaceship that probably won't make any sense to you? Yeah, maybe, yeah, because maybe for him it's more like... um. He's just going to go and check it out. Like, it's not going to be anything special. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's it. But he's also... um, Maybe he's... For him, with companions, he kind of has... Maybe he thinks that they're just, like... He wants to show them around. Uh, and he wants to show them the fun bits or the interesting bits. But for them, they expect to be there the whole time and see everything. Mm-hmm. Like, they're companions now. We do everything together. Whereas he may be like, oh, this one's boring. You don't have to be with me on this or this one. Yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah. Hmm. Do you agree that the doctor is an introvert? Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. He's not the guy of a party. I mean, I think Ten is an extrovert. Maybe. I don't know. But he, I mean, because just like, like, the thing about it is he's obviously very social and like gets along well with people and he likes people, but he's also needs to have time for himself. Yeah, but every I'm an extrovert and I need time for myself. Yeah. It's not that the what defines like the basic simplest way of describing it is what defines an extrovert and an introvert is where you get your energy. Oh, from. I absolutely hate that definition. But it's like it's so because, weird to me. But some people really do just like you think it's fun hanging out, and then they wanna, but they kind of get tired. Where some people get energy from doing that, and they and I feel like. Yeah, nine and other, and 12, or like, or... That makes no sense to me. I get energy from sleeping and eating. Like, what do you mean you get energy from, like, being with a person? Like, you become happy, I guess. That's... And you get that kind of energy. This is so... <laughs> like, it makes no sense you're to so... me. But, like, don't you, don't you feel that when you're at home and you're not doing anything, you get tired? Like, if, you're, if you sit in your sofa all day reading... Yeah. Do you get tired? Like, you almost feel like you're going to fall asleep. No. Okay, then... Yeah, maybe, because, sometimes. Because, my, cause, like, that's the thing, like, doing things that take energy generate energy. Like, so going for... You're like, oh, I'm so tired. But then you go... I don't want to go for a walk because I'm tired and I should sleep. But then you actually push yourself out and you go for a walk and then you get energy from just doing that. That's... That's neither extrovert or introvert. That no, I'm just saying everyone. that's how energy isn't just something that you just get from eating food and sleeping. You can get it from different things also. Like, you don't get energy. If, uh, For example, when I talk to you, I don't get any energy because it's so boring. Yeah, I know. And then when I talk to someone who's actually funny and interesting, I get all worked up because it's actually fun talking to them. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, I get it now. <laughs> no, that, but... that analogy made it so clear. No, but the whole, like, energy thing, I just get so annoyed every time people bring it up because I hate it when I don't understand things. No, but, like, I just, I don't get it and I can't relate to it at all. But, uh, anyway, let's, yeah, well, but I, but the doctor's I think, an introvert. But, but I think, anyway. but I don't think, like, the doctor's, yeah, most of the time he is. Like, Nine doesn't want to hang around with t- too many people. He gets kind of, like, it's boring, it's not interesting, he's like, oh, draining. Like, for example, in this episode, 
And he's well, very particular about the people that he chooses to spend time yeah. with. Yeah, he usually thinks people are stupid. But yeah. he respects them, but he also doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> or at least he thinks they should have the right to live. <laughs> but yeah. he gets constantly... But he's not like, oh, well, I constantly want to have people around me. And I love just being around people and in a room full of people and everyone's talking and but i whatever i feel like tan is like that he mm, no i don't know i think so i think he's the part he's the guy at the party who wants to be the center of attention and he Maybe. and he's you know, obviously he's the doctor who has the most companions you know he's a whore one of his but some of his final episodes, you know, when they're all flying the TARDIS and, you know, he's got oh, Sarah Jane, he's got everyone. Like, it's, like, huge. Yeah. He's not like, oh, too many people, get out of here. Like, he, he just kind of picks up people every single... Like, obviously, that's a racist thing we're going to get to in season three, but... Um, where he just, like, every single episode, he's like, oh, do you want to be my companion? <laughs> do you want to come with me? Like, And obviously, that's racist. Yeah, because in season three, it's because he hates Martha. And he always picks a white woman with oh, blonde hair. Instead. He's like, oh, you have blonde hair? Do you want to join me? <laughs> yes, that's so true. You're an Aryan stereotype? Oh You're an God. Aryan wet dream? Come on, jump on in. <laughs> yeah. I need a companion, because I don't have any. Oh, there's just this girl. There's this girl. Yeah, she just hangs around. Yeah, she's not. She's not yeah. invited. Ignore her. I'll kick her out. Yeah. <laughs> I laugh. At the moment not. I see a Nordic blonde, she's gone. Yeah. So you'd be, I'd be out because I'm brunette. You'd oh, be so invited. Shame. He would just love you. Yeah. How does that feel? Tan would love you. <laughs> Feels terrible. I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Regarding uh, companions, yeah, nine asks Mickey. Oh my god, ah! made me so happy. Yes, I know, and it, I love that scene. Oh, it's the very end, and he talks to Mickey. Okay, because let's talk about how he treats Mickey in this episode or these two episodes. He treats him like shit and for no reason like he has no good reason because, uh, yeah yeah okay i get it that mickey's like not the smartest guy maybe but so he is but he is okay yeah he, he fuck, i mean it's not hard but he fucking hacks the <laughs> hacks quote unquote he, he put, big air quotes around hack but i think like within universe he's meant like writing wise he's supposed to he's smart he hacks the website it's yeah. just or the the system it's just that the people who did Doctor Who weren't smart and they didn't understand that that's not how like nuclear the, codes work. The you don't thing, have a website with, with a password and then you press a The only thing he does is he logs into a website, he writes a password and then the code, the, the button is just right there. It's just explode or something. So if anyone found out this password, they could just nuke England. <laughs> and they should. <laughs> Yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's really weird how he treats Nikki because I can honestly I can only explain it as jealousy, because mm. I mean Rose also asks stupid questions sometimes and she's also judgmental and she also jumps to conclusions like it's not like she's perfect all the time. She also, like, doesn't always understand what's going on. But, like, the minute Mickey says something about the TARDIS... Or, like, asks something about the TARDIS... 
Nine is like, well, your tiny human brain wouldn't understand. Yeah. It's like... Mickey the Idiot. What? His nickname, Mickey the Idiot. I know. And, yeah, and he calls him Ricky, which... Yeah, constantly disrespecting him. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, because later when he he's talking to Rose, he calls him, he calls him Mickey. So, obviously, he does know his name. Yeah. But he chooses... To pretend that he forgets his name and calls him Ricky just because he hates him for some reason. It's really weird. Um, and yeah, very disrespectful. And it does make me a little bit pissed off at Nine because I like Nine so much. But yeah, he's very unreasonable around Mickey. Yeah, but at least compared... The thing is like, for... Season one, this is their relationship, and then he asks him, like, it's not just that he respects him and calls him Mickey, he actually asks him to join as a companion. Yes. Which is, and it's, like, that's rare that the doctor asks someone to join them, unless you're ten and you're a slut. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's, it's a rare moment that's only given to people who he, like you said, who he considers worthy. Worthy, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, And he it, respects. Exactly, and it, and he wants them around. Like, he respects people like Harriet. He mm-hmm. respects her, but he doesn't ask her to join. It's a very specific person. Yeah. Um, like, Levin says, Clara in The Snowman, yeah. I never know why, I only know who. Like, it's very, like... Oh. It's, a, it's a big deal. Yeah, it's instinctual. I really like that scene. But, but you know, in... it's... In that relationship, just to finish... Uh, off and then you can continue your story mm-hmm. um that relationship continues for all of season one where from this point on he respects mickey yeah and they still like kind of have to not act so much from what i remember but it's like like he has to pretend like he doesn't like her like him but it's not like as rough as he was the first time i think because like at the end of the episode when he asks him and mickey says no but don't tell her and then Mickey kind of makes him pretend like he hates him. Yeah, I don't know that that's something that continues on well, for the rest of the season. We'll see. The thing that does carry on, however, is that he respects Mickey. And then Mickey's yeah, the smart guy with the computers. And um, who does actually do some things. And he's, mm-hmm. he adds, he helps save the world with them. And if he ever, like, kind of bullies mickey it's more like affectionate banter yeah i think i mean except we'll, we'll except for as soon as he turns into tan then yeah. it just reverts back to mickey the idiot yeah because he's like now i'm trying to fuck now <laughs> no. peace out we kiss now i hate you you're my enemy like yeah we've consummated our love steal your girl yeah it's horrible well yeah so in this episode he really treats Mickey horribly, but then he kind of redeems himself. And then they, yeah, their relationship is a lot better from there on out. But it's you know, really sweet when he, when he lies to Rose to like protect Mickey's honor. <laughs> I like it. It's a nice gesture yeah. from him. And also it's a uh, nice moment of vulnerability from Mickey when he admits that he's not cut out for going on these adventures mm. yeah he can like actually he chooses that he's like well i know myself and i don't want this it's and it's weird i thought about that um in part two in world war three we get to see mickey's bedroom and mickey um 
obviously you pointed out when we were watching that um, he has a lot of TARDIS drawings. Yeah. And I think that's, I don't, I'm not sure, but I think that's separate from all of his other space stuff because he has like a, 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 like a plastic like um, spaceship toy, like a kind of NASA spaceship. And then he has mm-hmm. like space, uh, lots of it, like astronaut stuff. I think he talks about how he spent this whole year while Rose was gone. Mm-hmm. He's been researching the doctor. So that's how I interpreted that. He, yeah. He's turned into Clive from episode one. You like, keep you keep <laughs> putting salt on that wound. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, because his room is shown in episode one as well, so you could go back and compare it. <coughs> oh god. Yeah, maybe I should honestly. Because I think that's definitely a um a take. And I think that's probably what he meant. I just like to think that he's really into space. Maybe, maybe Mickey as a kid was just really into space and astronauts. And yeah, stuff. that's fine. But like, yeah, br- which I think is cute. Like, I'm like Mickey, and then there's yeah. that aspect. Like Rose is the one who goes gets to go. Yeah, like he really likes it, but he doesn't actually have the guts to do it when he's offered. And he's also, like, would he want to do that with his girlfriend who's in love with the other guy? Yeah, no, maybe not. <laughs> It's not, not ideal. Yeah. Yeah, well, I interpret it as, as like, he's been hyper-fixating on yeah, that's probably space it. travel this whole year. Yeah. I just don't see why he would buy, like, a plastic spaceship toy. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I need to do research. <laughs> no. <laughs> but you know who he reminds me of? Um, no. And I hate myself for saying this. Um, I'm gonna need a sip of wine just to say this. Um, no, I'm so sorry for making this, um, kind of connection, but um, he reminds me of Janice from Friends. <laughs> okay, I haven't seen. Friends. So Janice is the girl who dates Chandler. Mm-hmm. You know Chandler, right? No. Oh, I'm sorry. I wish I, would... I were you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would probably recognize. Let me search. Yeah, Chandler's, Chandler's the funny friends. one. He's the funny one. I mean, I don't know. He's like the, the guy who's is. like, he's like everyone. Everyone has a girlfriend. Like Joey's the hot one, who's a slut, and then Chandler is his roommate, who's weird and awkward and nerdy and okay. funny. Yeah. Okay, I recognize him. Yeah. So he has a girlfriend. Look up Janice, and you'll see her, mm-hmm. because she's quite like a statement figure. Um. So she is first she's his like annoying girlfriend they get date quite a lot um a couple of times and she's his annoying girlfriend who he doesn't like because she's so you know he's like annoying and she has a voice like this and she dresses the way she does okay and she's mickey i'm getting to it (laughs) and then the second time around they get together again because um chandler gets a computer which is like at the time that computers were entering the yeah. the beginning of the norm basically and um they meet on like a, a website where they start chatting and they don't know who each they each of them are and then they kind of fall in love through there and then they meet in written and they meet up in real life and then they realize that it's them who have okay. dated before oh my God. and then they genuinely love each other and he's genuinely in love with her and he's really heartbroken when they break up and then throughout the rest of the fucking show 
everyone hates Janice. Everyone's like, Janice, she's so annoying. And, and, and Chandler's like, Janice, I hate Janice. And it's just like this sort of running gag how annoying Janice is. Mm. And you're like, wait, but like if you watch that season, you, they were genuinely in love. And it's not even meant to be like a thing where he's hurt and he's acting like he hates her. Like he genuinely hates her and he's so embarrassed by her. Mm-hmm. And that's why he, she reminds me of Mickey because... There's he, no real good reason why. No, not that. But, okay. but that um, Nine doesn't like Mickey and then he respects him and then he asks him to be a companion. Yeah. And then later on... It's like that never happened and all the thing. We always hated Mickey. He was so he was the annoying one. Where it's like but there was a time there where Yeah. The, he was respected and, and he was supposed to be a companion. Mm-hmm. So it's it, that's what I mean. Like it, everyone just kind of forgets that Jackie no not Jackie <laughs> that Janice actually was his girlfriend. That's so strange. I always hate it when when in a show or anything there's one character who just everyone hates and yeah. you're supposed to hate them as the audience. It just feels horrible. You're like the horse thing and like Mickey's the horse. Yeah. I like to keep Mickey. Like, ugh. No, I hate it. And every, everyone hated it. But the thing is like, yeah, because Doctor Who, it doesn't really like recognize the impact that it has on its viewers. Like, at least at the time, we couldn't think for ourselves. Like, whatever the show said was good. Mm-hmm. Whoever the Doctor hated, we hated. And so Jackie was annoying. And she is. But, like, there was no... She was just annoying. And Mickey was just annoying and idiot and in the way. And just, mm-hmm. like... He's not really... just though. the awful boyfriend who's, like... Oh, Rose has these this boyfriend. Like, she could break up with him. Yeah, she's... She's the one who's stringing him along... And, like, refuses to admit that she's fallen in love with someone else. Yeah. And, like, break up with him. Don't don't go on dating this guy who you don't care about and who gets really hurt by the way you treat him. Yeah, she's just... Yeah, she's just very comfortable in that situation. She's yeah. kind of just going used to him always being there, I think. Yeah, and we talked about that in Rose in the first mm. episode. But like that's kind of what their relationship feels like. Mm. They're very um they're taking it for granted very much. Mm. That like this is the way things are. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah she she comes back She's been gone for a year. Not for her, but for him it's been a year. Mm-hmm. He's been like accused of murdering her. Yeah. He's gone through this like grueling police system. And everyone, like everyone who's ever known him since he was a kid, thought he was a murderer. And she asked him, have you dated someone else? Like, no, I thought you died. Of course yeah. I didn't date someone else. But I think she asked that question because she kind of wants him to say yes so she can Yeah. Yeah, and that break, com- so they're like broken up and she can move the doctor. That comes back in a later episode as well. Mm. Um so we'll talk about it then. But like she obviously kind of wants Mickey because she, she doesn't have the guts to break up with him. Yeah. And so she would prefer it if he just found someone else which like I understand that it's really hard for her to leave him I mean maybe she's aware of the whole situation where yeah he doesn't have his parents around um he doesn't have anyone really Mm. and if she leaves him 
what does that make her? It makes her like completely heartless. So she wants to be able to feel that I'm not leaving him all on his own. Mm. He has someone else. And before she has that kind of insurance, she just can't go through with it. No. Mm. Yeah. But at the same time, she can't like choose him over the doctor. And it's not the thing is actually be with him. No, and the thing is, it's not just a Mickey thing because she does the same thing to the doctor with Adam. When yeah. she like for like that's two so for an random. episode or two episodes, she's still like with that guy. She's like, oh, I like him now. What? I'm so excited to get to that episode and just like, where does she fucking meet him? Like, who is he? I don't remember anything about him. Except He's for just the... hanging out at this base, I think. And he like isn't wants he human? To... Like our time, Maybe. and he wants to like get to the top floor or something. I don't know. We'll get there very soon. Yeah. But I think I mean she's not actually in a relationship with the doctor. So she's kind of just like, oh, there's a guy here and he's kind of cute, I guess. Let's flirt with him. I think that's maybe her like upbringing with Jackie, who's obviously like jumps around with different guys because yeah. when, when Rose leaves and she's like, oh, please don't go. Oh, I love her. I know. I really, really like, I respect her so much this time around. Um, She says something about like, oh, I'll tell Jim. Maybe, yeah, probably. It was Jim. It was Jim, yeah. Um, Jim, not to come around anymore. Or mm, I'll, I'll tell him no. Yeah, and it's in the same the episode before, like part one, she said something about the Billy Crute. Yeah, <laughs> Billy Crute. And then like earlier, I think in episode one, she said she was dating some other guy, like a different name. And it's just... I think it's really sad that she thinks Rose is leaving because she has issues with like Jackie. She thinks it's her fault. Like, oh, Rose doesn't want to be here because I keep dating all these men or something. Yeah. It's really, it's really sad. It says something Jackie. about how insecure she is, maybe. Just in that relationship, yeah. but just in general also. Yeah. Mm. Jackie. Where did, did you have any notes for this episode? Do you have any more? Um, the only other note I have is just this quote. I need to be naked. <laughs> <laughs> and victory and the, is naked and victory should be naked no he says I need to be naked and the other guy responds rejoice in it your body is magnificent <laughs> I need to be naked well Irma rejoice in it your body is magnificent I you know what would make this episode so much funnier for me personally right now <laughs> is if, if the body that they were talking about was the, the person on TikTok <laughs> with the Pizza Hut apron. <laughs> yeah. Who times it and the boobs just go whoop up in the air. and Now that's magnificent. That is a magnificent body. <laughs> yes. That needs to be naked. Sorry. <laughs> no, please. God, no. So, Absolutely not. Do we, um, do we have a Swedish word of the episode? <clears throat> Because um, I still don't know what it's called when you skålar. I think it's just like... Cheer? I know you say cheers. Yeah, but you don't say, let's cheer. That's not, <laughs> <laughs> not a thing. Uh, let's do a toast. Yeah. No, toast? but that's not it. A toast is when you, you put... Yeah, I would say... When you know. kind of cling, 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 and then you hold a speech. Or okay. maybe not. It's just a toast. Like in Rocky Horror. A toast? <laughs> and then you just drink. 
Do, do you not know what they say in Rocky Horror? A toast to what? To Rocky? Isn't it oh, to Eddie? Oh, to depart to like friends. Yeah, it's something like that. A toast to uh, absent friends. Something like that. <laughs> you know, the thing that they do in Mummy and the Winter Express. The clinking... There's not a verb for it, apparently. That's... It's just called the clinking of glasses. Raise a toast or cheer to their... Uh, no, there's no word for it. Yeah, no, that's... I mean, it's I... like fika. Yeah, there's no word. Yeah, I think I would say, let's raise a toast. Or, yeah. Like, a toast. Yeah. That... Yeah. I don't know. If there's a Taylor Swift song where she has this rapper, I don't know his name, he joins... To do with like a rapper's verse, and it's about like how you're celebrating, and um, it's kind of like a New Year's sort of song almost. And <laughs> what song? It's called End Game. Oh. From Reputation. Okay. And then his verse goes, "You so dope, don't overdose. I'm so stoked. I need a toast." Poem of the episode. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but, um, and it, I, it's meant to be, me and me and I used to joke about this, because it, it's meant to be, obviously, like, he needs a toast, like, the way we talked about it, but it sounds like, he's like, he's really high, he just needs to eat a piece of toast yes. right now. Like, D- you so dope, don't overdose. I'm so stoked, I need a toast. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Do you want to hear the rest of it? Yes. We do the most. I'm in the ghost, like I'm whipping a boat. I've got a reputation, girl, that don't precede me. I'm one call away whenever you need me. I'm in a G5. Come to the A-side. i got a bad boy persona. That's what they like. You love it. I love it too, because you're my type. You hold me down, and I protect you with my life. <laughs> Home of the episode, and if I... If I could edit, I would make a nine fan count for this. <laughs> okay, I'm doing please it. Do it. Yes, doing please it. do it. Please do it. Yeah, because I'm like, if, okay, that actually applies to nine. Do, do you think we should He's have so a... so dope and he needs to eat, to eat some toast. <laughs> <laughs> or, or um, was it shepherd's pie that yes. daddy's going to make him? Yeah. And some... Uh, and some safety pins. S- safety pins and was grass. It grass but she 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 asked if she he drinks and then she has like some drink from yeah amaretto amaretto we should have that next time we drink oh my god yeah in honor with a toast to nine yes cheers go on toast toast <laughs> toast <laughs> um i don't think i have an a poem of the up the episode. That was the poem of the episode. Oh. <laughs> no, because I was thinking, yeah, is there, like, what would that even be? Like, what are the themes of this episode? It's, I mean, oh, I didn't get into that. Um, Again, this whole working class capitalism, rich people think, gets in yeah. money, economy, that's in it, this episode again, mm-hmm. with the Slovene um, sort of capitalizing off killing the earth and the people have no value to them because they can just sell it to the highest bidder yeah uh, and then they profit of it um so again money is still a factor in every single episode so far yeah in a way 
One thing that I actually like about this lane is the fact that they care about each other. Because otherwise, when we have like an alien species, um, they usually um, are killed off in quite large numbers. Like when we meet the Daleks, some of them are going to die. Yeah. And it's not like the other Daleks get upset because one Dalek died. They just go on with their... Thing. Mm. but in this one it's like they're this family and they get like genuinely upset when <laughs> one of the members is killed which yeah. i think is like they're like kind of interesting they're the roys of doctor <laughs> like you yeah. said the, the succession they are <laughs> the succession episode the succession aliens absolutely um <laughs> but um but otherwise yeah, this is not the last that we see of the Slitheen. They do come back in this season and then never in the, again. In the better episode. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but, like, they're never brought back in any other season. They're not, like, a reoccurring alien. But at the same time, I feel like they're such a staple. I remember, they like, are. a couple of years back, I was just, uh, took a photo somewhere, it doesn't matter... And I was going to add that to my Instagram story. And you, you can go onto stickers on Instagram. And then you, you can look at the GIFs for stickers. And then the most popular ones are displayed. And one of them was a slip. The number one at that time was Slitheen. Oh, that really? And I think, I think that was the thing. One of them was a slit. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> but I think they just didn't know that they were... From Doctor Who, I think I'm like, oh, an alien, you know. Really? It was like a dopey gif or like a Slivine just changing color like a yeah. rainbow. They're pre- they're pretty cute. Yeah. Actually. They're I like them a lot better when it's not the actors. Yeah, when they get to be the alien form. Yeah. yeah the actors absolutely. I think are annoying. They really are. They're so annoying. I think she gets to be better later on because she has a better episode in Boomtown. Yeah, but she's I still do annoying. remember you. I do remember you really hating her in that episode. Oh, okay. Oh, so. I thought it was gonna get better because the writing maybe. But the episode in itself is pretty fun, but she's annoying. But they. They're all but... annoying. They're all of them. Even the guy with no eyebrows, like you called. Oh, him. especially him. <laughs> And I really think it looks incredibly disgusting when they open their forehead. And one of them even has like a zipper. Yeah. Like a they metal usually, thing. Yeah, they usually have this. Like, yeah. why? It's, and it, when why, do and, they put that in? And why? And how does it like disappear? I don't know. And also, why does the whole room flash blue? Like, that's so con- inconvenient. I'm just going to go put on my human suit. No one will notice. <laughs> except... I'm going to fart all the time. <laughs> and also the whole room would like look like a disco. Yeah, because when the like police officer is uh, in Jackie's house, when he shifts and there, there's this blue light, the whole room like goes dark yeah. as well. And there's like disco light. And Jackie's just like kind of moderately confused. Mm-hmm. She's like going on in there even though like all the lights went out (laughs) it's so weird uh but what else was i gonna say oh yeah i completely forgot that it ended the way that it did like i didn't remember that it ended with them shooting a missile into the center of london 
like blowing up the building that they're in. Yeah, that's so weird because it only impacts Downing Street, like just that one building. <laughs> they like... blow up Downing Street. But, but like, how does that not... make sense? How how little impact does that missile have if it just yeah, like, one about... target and then that's it? Because they evacuate the building, but like, what about the houses across the street or mm-hmm. just the neighboring mm-hmm. houses? Yeah, but it, you can clearly see that it's kind of just this building that's yeah, impacted. it's a very accurate missile. Mm. <laughs> but I, for some reason, I have no recollection of the episode ending like that. Hmm. I think that's like the one thing I remember except for the farting. I'm really? Thinking. Huh. Wow. Again, Rose is cute. That's like all every single episode I'm like, oh I live I really like Rose. And I really like Nine. And I really this was the episode where I'm just kind of like she's still not as like what I talked about earlier. She's not like a really strong character, but I feel like if I kind of just like saw this episode as like the fourth episode I've ever seen of Rose and I just ignore everything else I know of her yeah. from later seasons, I see her as a character and I like her. Yeah. But if I take everything else to account, she kind of becomes a muddled mess of, you know, like we said earlier, just like uh, fans wanting to be her. Yeah, it's definitely. Absurd. Yeah, because I think also at this point, she doesn't need to be anything else. Mm. Like this is... The first season of Doctor Who in so many years. Mm. And, like, the purpose of the show is just to, like, reintroduce this world mm. and this story. And, yeah, she's, she's just supposed to be, like, a character that we're able to sympathize with and identify with and who feels believable. And who's charismatic. Yeah, exactly, and likable. But she, like, she she doesn't need to go through like a whole I mean she goes through things and she develops but it doesn't need to be like the point of the whole season. I no, I get that. With like Clara, she appears 7 seasons into the show. Mm. Like at this point, you're like we need to have something different and like let's do a season where the whole uh point of the show is to explore this person and like what they're like and how she affects the doctor and how they affect each other and i've gotten to that point where that can be interesting for the show yeah and i think that was with season seven her introduction i think that was kind of compared to how rose was introduced that was to the detriment of her because at that point people were kind of tired of the whole and they, you know, Moffat introduces her with this whole big mystery thing and that kind of makes Clara disappear where Clara really is just a yeah. normal girl and she's just lost in that whole season yeah. because she's just a mystery, basically, where she probably could have benefited of having the same introduction that Rose has, which is Rose is introduced from her perspective. Like, this season is from mostly her perspective. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah it's just later on she kind of i think she's she's much more put together like obviously she has to be she kind of has to be a self-insert because we the audience are the companion we aren't the doctor but um she also has to be her own character i feel like she is that in season one Mm -hmm. later on that kind of disappears she kind of like 
like series four. Who is that even? She's yeah, she's she, like a woman with a machine gun, and she's really cool. And you're like, who is this? Like, yeah, she's this like, like Rose. she's a character, but she's not Rose. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll get to that. So, who do you think um, is the enemy? Of, do we have an enemy of the pot of the week? I don't have anything that comes to mind. Um, maybe the farting. Like I'm kind of tired of it. <laughs> Yeah, it's not, it's not my favorite thing. <laughs> or the guy with no eyebrows. Yeah, I do really dislike him. I did actually find a poem of the up now, I think. Really? Yep. Oh. This uh, poem is called, it doesn't have a name, so it's called You Are Tired, I Think, by E.E. E. Cummings. E.E. <gasps> e. Cummings! Mm. You are tired, I think. Of the always puzzle of living and doing, and so am I. Come with me then, and we'll leave it far and far away. Only you and I understand. You have played, I think, and broke the toys you were fondest of, and are a little tired now. Tired of things that break, and just tired, so am I. But I come with a dream in my eyes tonight. And knock with a rose at the hopeless gate of your heart. Open to me. For I will show you places nobody knows. And if you like, places. The perfect places of sleep. Ah, come with me. I'll blow you that wonderful bubble. The moon that floats forever in a day. I'll sing you the jacinth song of the probable stars. I will attempt the unstartled steps of dream. Until I find the only flower which will keep, I think, your little heart while the moon comes out of the sea. E. E. Cummings. E. e. Cummings. Wow. But also, you see what I mean? It kind of fits a little bit, just like yeah. with how this episode ends, which is mm-hmm. she joins full time, she gets a key, and she moves in. Yeah, she gets the key. Uh, yeah, definitely, if you like, if that's your takeaway from the episode, if, if you ignore. The Slithy. <laughs> the Slikeen. Literally the whole plot of the episode. But there's a lot about, you know, their relationship and Rose really choosing to come with the doctor. She even says it at the end that, like, last time she went with him was completely impulsive. Mm. And now she's packing her bag. She's saying goodbye. She's really choosing to go with him. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, yeah, it's very much about her making that choice making the choice to sacrifice herself, right, when she tells the doctor to send this missile, yeah. even though she, it puts her in danger, and even though she doesn't even know that that's what he's planning to do. Mm-hmm. But she's really learning to accept this lifestyle. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it also made me think of the scene where she invites him in for tea, and... <laughs> My mom is cooking. Just let her simmer. Good. Just put her on low heat and let her simmer. <laughs> it's great. Uh, but he's so weird about it. He's like, I don't do that. And like, she's just inviting you for tea. And for some reason, he's like, well, if that's how it's supposed to be, then you can just, you don't have to come with me. I can be on my own. Like, that's not what she said. Hmm. She just wanted you to like, talk a little bit to your mom, hmm. which don't you think that you owe her that like even if it wasn't his intention he did he did still keep 
Jackie's daughter away from her for an entire year. Like, it would be just decency to have some tea with her and, like, reassure her that he's a reliable guy who will, you know, do everything to keep her daughter safe and, like, is not a weirdo and a creep who's just flying away with her. I think it's... I think it's... um, Because... It's not true, like, the doctor does... I mean, he's not the guy who sits around and stays at home, but he is the guy who... He doesn't, like, go back and visit his companions and have drinks with them or have dinner, mm. um, which is stated many times when someone leaves. They're like, well, we'll see each other, right? Just like how normal people do. Yeah. And he doesn't do that. But if he travels with them, like... Um, in this season, Ten will have Christmas dinner with Rose and Jackie and Mickey. Yeah. Um, and so it's not that I think it's more of nine again the whole being defensive and maybe even just being um, I don't know just being quite he's not comfortable with people or he's just like he's he's still a loner at this point and that's um, that will come up in season four when he says um, the new with the 10-2 the, the, the copy of him he says he needs her he needs you He's that's very like me because 9 is a person who like 12 and he regenerates he needs Clara and 9 needs Rose yeah. to kind of bring him down to humanity and, and make him kind of trust people again or maybe just be not trust people, but just be, not be so alone, mm-hmm. and to accept himself and you know be more compassionate. Um, he is compassionate. There's the character uh, in Drugamesh, um, who he's just the guy that Harriet gives coffee to, and that's a yeah. And that's the first time we get, which is very Russell, is when someone dies. Just a side character, like that's in Midnight too. Mm-hmm. When someone dies. That's what it's, I recognise it from. Yeah, it's always the name. What was her name? Yeah. You want to know the name because that's just the least you could do to remember someone is to respect them by knowing their name. Um, and he doesn't, you know, I know the name Indra Gamesh, but they don't remember it. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't even ask. And it's, it, I mean, it's a natural thing. Like Harriet, like there's never a chance for her to ask him. But when he's dead suddenly has a much bigger impact. Yeah. And he has this moment where he just says, sorry. He doesn't even... <laughs> like, with 10, it would have been like a huge thing where he'd be like, I'm so, so sorry. Yeah. Well. Um, but he just says, sorry. And he's really sad. He doesn't... The way he says it is quite dry, but you can see that he's very sad about it. And then he just immediately snaps out of it and goes on to save the world, which is just exactly what the doctor has to do. Like... He doesn't even allow himself to mourn oh, or be sad for this person. He just gives him one moment of respect because he has that little sliver of time and then he just has to go back. He says it as well. When he's talking to Jackie on the phone, he has a line. I haven't memorized it, but he says something like, this is my life. This is what I do. I have to make these decisions. Oh, and know. we talked about this on our rewatch that like people have such high expectations on the doctor mm. and they really think that 
he's somehow responsible for all of this. But, like, he's just a guy, like anyone. Okay, yeah. he's from a different planet. But, but they so meet... is everyone. Yeah, they... him, they're, they're a different, different planet. Yeah, yeah, they meet lots of people from different planets. Like, mm. but the responsibility always ends up on him. Mm. And, like, if someone dies, that's his fault. And the only reason people think that is because he tries to save them. And then when he doesn't succeed... It's suddenly like he killed them and people blame him. And I mean, I that's... like that he gets this moment to kind of defend himself mm. and say that that's not what it's like. Mm. I just, I choose to do this because it's the right thing and I don't enjoy doing it, mm. but I feel like I have to. Yeah. Someone has to do it. Mm. You were going to say. No, yeah, and. Um... Yeah, it's just, it's not that he, the thing is, like, he takes on that responsibility because, like you said, he, he wants to save people and he cares about other people and he has that compassion, but also because he, um, he's clever and he's capable. Yeah, and also because he's a time lord and he can save people and because he's in that position with the whole doctor persona where he he that's his whole identity is he saves people and he helps people and sometimes he he was like he understands that he can't always do that mm-hmm. but because that's such a big part of who he is everyone else around him expects him to always succeed because you know he's the doctor he always he's the smartest guy in the room he always understands he always has a plan he always has a way out he always saves people yeah. but in fact he usually doesn't save everyone he can't yeah, and he doesn't actually have an obligation to. Mm. Yeah. It, yeah. And that line that Jackie has, is she safe, Rose? Is she safe? Mm. That reminded me of, is it Clara who says, no one's ever safe? Yeah. When is that? It's... Um, and then what's the context? It's it's when she's dying, when she's about to die. Really? Um, he says, it's my fault, that should have kept you safe. And then she says, nobody's ever safe. And I would never ask. I never him. asked you that. Yeah. And he's, and then he says, I sh- you, should, you shouldn't have to ask. <sighs> anyway. Do you remember what the next episode is? I have no idea. <gasps> I do. I do because I watched the... Oh, yeah, because you didn't watch the... Next episode. Uh, you didn't watch the preview, the teaser. Uh, I had completely forgotten what it was. Because also the streaming site where I watch... <coughs> for some reason it has all the episodes in the wrong order (laughs) like it's a great size but every episode like they're just in the wrong order for no reason so i was like i don't actually know what episode comes after this uh then i saw the preview and um it's dalek yes I finally get to talk about the Daleks. Yes. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Our favorite guys. High five. Our favorite little guys. Oh, and that's the episode where they say the woman you love is dying. The woman you love is going to die. What are you going to do about it, Doctor? Oh my God. And it's also the the episode where Nine is shirtless. What? (laughs) Did you not remember that? (laughs) Yes. They're torturing him. No, shut up. We're going to watch it right now. (laughs) Yes. 
Oh my god, we can actually do that. Okay, anyway, I, I am so excited. Dalek is one of my favorite episodes. It's my favorite episode from this season. It's a great episode. Yeah, and oh. I think it's like, maybe not a fan favorite, but like a critic favorite. I think it has a high rating. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking great. Uh, or as we like to call it, the only Dalek episode ever. The only Dalek episode that matters. They should have had <laughs> only this one. And Asylum of the Daleks. And the first episode with the Daleks from 1963, obviously. <laughs> yeah. yeah, obviously. Otherwise, and this one just doesn't make a lot of sense. But Asylum of the Daleks is good. We need to save, we need to clean up its reputation. It's gotten so much flack. And for what? It's a good episode. I really like it. Why are you waving around a matchstick box? <laughs> to make a point. Okay. <laughs> so not on the rackets. Yeah. It's a box of matchsticks. It's uh, a matchstackus. No. No. <laughs> I did the Babra thing last time. It wasn't funny. And I kept going with it. One pun per episode. Yeah. It's, pun of the app. It's <laughs> our Jack Edwards moment. <laughs> <laughs> so, should we wrap this up? We should. I think we're done for this episode. Um, these episodes. For these episodes. Yes. So, um, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time with Dalek, where we'll have so much to talk about. Yes. And we're obviously very excited about it. And I can't wait to see you then. Irma, do you want to sign off with anything? Yeah, we will not see you, Daphne. We will not even actually hear you, but you will hear us. Unless you send us a message. That's great, because I fucked up the intro, and then you can fuck up the outro. Exactly. <laughs> now we're even. I can always cut it out. Come on. All right, guys. That's it for today. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.